back on another episode of the Fashion Hive podcast. I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Shaylee Harper. Hi. And we are still here in Union Station uh, alongside Kansas City Fashion Week for their fall winter 2023 season. Um, and here we are with one of their designers, uh, Brydrick from 511 Collection. Yes. And so, yeah, Brydrick, you want to go ahead and take it from here? Thanks for having me, guys. Um, as Santo said, my name is Brydrick Wright, and I'm from Dallas, Texas, and I have been designing for about 15 years, but I kicked off my business around 2019, so been doing this for a long time. I love it. It is definitely a dream being fulfilled, so yeah, happy to be here, be a part of the Kansas City fashion family. Yeah, we're, we're happy to have you here, of course. Mm -hmm. um, so... Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're no, fine. that was bad. I... <laughs> Yeah, I got stuck. Well, this this might be one of the first edits I have to make to a podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, just tell us a bit about your um, your collection's aesthetic and what your fashion influences are and how that impacts your collections. Absolutely. I mean, I would say my DNA is definitely down to the T of being bohemian streetwear. It's definitely something that reflects my life and how I grew up and how I currently live. It's very eclectic and um, it pulls from different cultures and very outgoing and bold. So I like to incorporate bold colors and exaggerated prints that can really stand out on the runway. But then it also allows me the opportunity to get a certain group or demographic to you know step outside their box and outside their comfort zone Ultimately, with my brand, I am always striving to make someone feel confident and be encouraged on the inside so that they can be reborn mentally, physically, spiritually, and so forth. Yeah. That's my favorite part mm -hmm. about fashion. Like, yeah. you, if you find the right thing that is your style and it makes you feel good, like, there's literally no, like, comparable feeling to, like, the confidence that you feel. Right. From because fashion is how people judge and like their first impressions mm -hmm. are going to be of you is how you display yourself so if Absolutely. you feel like you are displaying your true self through your clothes it's like the most powerful confident feeling in the world that's it right there mm -hmm. i mean you hit the nail on the head so that's my ultimate goal with what i do through fashion i just want to uplift people and make them feel good and also open their minds to the possibilities in their wardrobe a lot of people don't know how to create color harmony and you know mix prints and patterns together so i just want them to know that they can do that and they can translate that in every arena of their life whether that be the office or going to church or just walking down the street to tom thumb who knows yeah <laughs> you know so i mean when you're talking about that i mean with it with that everyday you know everyday every way almost mm -hmm. lifestyle uh, what would you say so far has been your biggest challenges? And maybe it's even appealing to the consumer itself uh, with your brand, but what would you say? My biggest ultimate challenge has been something that I have lived. Mm. And I always share that with my people, you know, whoever I'm talking to is like, I went to college and I was a very thick Southern Texas guy. I mean, I wasn't a string being, you know, trying to put in, put myself into some, you know, skinny jeans. I had curves, half curves and, um, I say that for a reason because I could never find clothes that would fit me properly. You know, men's jeans are always too oversized and 
I'm trying to find a cool shirt to wear to school, you know, go to college at night or go to work during the day. Um, and so that was my ultimate challenge. And I said, like, you know what? There's my niche right there, you know. Let me figure out how to design and create clothes that can carry me to all of these different um, environments and still look great, still look extravagant, wherever it might be, because I was booked and busy, and I'm still booked and busy back then. And I was speaking about, you know, I was in college maybe 10 plus years ago, um, going to class full time, working three jobs, literally, um, still going out to the bars, you know, good old trash Tuesdays, whatever, <laughs> what have you, <laughs> yeah. with my friends. And I created, you know, my wardrobe around my lifestyle. And I think I found out that others were going through the same thing. And I can truly say I have tapped into that market and my audience, they currently live that lifestyle. They're always are on the go. You know, they have maybe evolved from that college lifestyle and now have that great nine to five career and they're traveling all the time and they have certain titles. They're all from all walks of life and they enjoy my clothing because it's A, comfortable, it's B, high quality, and it's something they have not seen before because I'm using these textiles and colors in a unique way where they're able to look comfortable but yet chic. So they definitely enjoy it. You're totally right about like um, needing to transition into like professional work because I'm a mm -hmm. season, I'm a senior in college. Okay. So basically, all of my friends and I are going through that right now. <laughs> like we're needing nicer clothes for interviews yes. and for we actually have to like have nice clothes for work and whatever we're doing. And my friends are like, all I have is going out tops. Yep. Like I don't have <laughs> I don't have real clothes. So it's definitely important to have like transitional pieces mm -hmm. that you can wear for any sort of occasion I've, right. I've really been like focusing on that when I've been choosing clothes lately because I used to not think about that so much mm -hmm. and now I have like cool things that look cool to wear to work or look cool to wear when I'm hanging out with my friends yeah, there you go that's yeah. it right there you know <laughs> so I think you and uh, I'll show my collection tomorrow night and I believe the audience will see how you know what we're discussing is translated on the runway where you can see those evening pieces um, that you can wear for a cocktail event or some special occasion but then also there are also the ready to wear items that you can dive into and they can take you from day to night as well so you mentioned a few times that you you're really into prints and mm -hmm. mixing prints do you have a favorite print Ooh, yes, um, just going back to my whole bohemian roots, it would definitely be something that's tribal, something that has shape and maybe um, not necessarily a muted palette, but just a neutral um, color spectrum so that you can easily pair that with something else. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's good. So it's, I, I bring this up more to ask from your perspective because it's a discussion that we've talked about on this podcast mm -hmm. and to a certain length it's it's kind of you know where would you personally draw a line between cultural appropriation and appreciation and you bring up the bohemian prince and you talk about your roots and i by you know i ask that question not saying that that's cultural appropriation mm -hmm. but i'm sure you see people 
looking at it from your perspective and you see other people that are using this that you maybe say you're not using it the right way, what, what are your thoughts on that? That's something I have given thought to because I want to make sure I'm always telling my truth. I can only speak to what I know. That's true. And I grew up on a farm in East Texas and my family uh, survived by being entrepreneurs. You know, my grandparents were farmers and they had 10 kids. My dad was a, you know, a sibling, he had 10 siblings. So, you know, we didn't have a lot, but we had enough together. And I say that that because we were a very eclectic family, you know, we had hand-me-downs, but we also bought new items and we mixed and match and just made it work. Um, and so that is my definition of culture for my brand. Mm -hmm. And so for me to say, oh, well, I'm gonna go to South Africa and learn what they do and then inject that into my brand, I, I, I don't know if I can truly do and say that because I don't I haven't lived it right you know mm -hmm. I can go and talk to someone about it and learn about it but I didn't grow up living that lifestyle and I don't want to fake and pretend that oh I went to South Africa or wherever and now I can put these prints or these architectural shapes into my designs because I went and visited no I need to go spend a year or two and really just live the culture and, and be appreciative of how they grew up in life, you know, or how they're living their current lives. Um, I'm very passionate about that because I want people to be recognized for who they are and not feel ashamed about that. And I want people to see my designs, my collection and say, hey, I can see your upbringing in these clothes, you know, and I understand where you come from. And I mentioned, you know, I grew up on a farm and next thing I know I hear, oh, I did too. And, you know, I was that weird kid that wanted to get out of the small town and do something fun and creative. And that means a lot to me because it says that I'm not only the only person that feels that way, but we often have a voice that's similar to ours and they could often be right next door. We just don't know about it. So mm. it opens up the, I'm not trying to get too deep, but it's like, no. it opens the room up for conversation and you just never know what people are going through. So different cultures are very important. I think we should just appreciate them for what they are. And if we want to dive into it, definitely take the opportunity. Um, but let's not really say, oh, well, we can do all these different things in our designs and our brand when we haven't truly understood or taken the time to learn about it and live it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I really respect your answer. Like, I think you explained all of that really well and really put it into, like, I don't know, a very, like, good understandable way because what we were discussing earlier is like sometimes I don't know people see a lot of like blurred lines between mm. appreciation and appropriation and like don't really understand you know where the line is right. which is understandable because there's so many things that people do that they think is appreciation mm. but it's not or like vice versa people sometimes some brands or designers do like intentionally mm -hmm. try to like take things just for you know a new it design. happens often yeah <laughs> i see it often oh yeah yeah but so. but yeah i think i think your you know definition of culture is a, one that like a lot of people can resonate to yeah well, i appreciate it thank you yeah yeah, yeah that i mean shaley shaley's right you that <laughs> answer was a rock star answer and so we <laughs> You know, one of the things that I think a lot of people don't always 
understand and you as a designer don't always have an opportunity to explain is how you came up with the name of your brand, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm sure that has a meaning. It sounds like a lot of other things and how you go about shaping your business. And it sounds like your entire life has been behind a, a, a purpose. So what is the, is there, or did you just kind of come up with two numbers? And No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to go off into a tangent, mm -hmm. but I, in short, 5-11 is my birthday, May 11th. Okay. And the concept or the backstory when I was developing my brand name is that every year we all have a birthday and oftentimes people reflect on their past year and they see how they have grown or you know where they're headed and that made me think you know what 511 because I am my brand and I'm always speaking to that I design around what I have lived I can go back and show you each and every collection. Every collection is inspired by a trip somewhere that I have visited, like a destination I have visited, or it's inspired by something in the past. Maybe it's a family photo, and I have a certain memory of that relative and that attire that I want to highlight and recognize. So I want to speak my truth through what I have actually lived. You can't be authentic when you're putting out things that you haven't experienced. So 511 is my birthday, it's me, it's who I am. That's the definition of my brand. And to further explain it, the tagline is be free, be adventurous, be reborn. Because if you allow yourself to be free, you're going to go on a journey. My brand is all, always about going on a journey and not having expectations, but understanding that the journey is where you learn. It's not the end goal. It is the process of appreciation whether it be good or bad in your life and when you allow yourself to experience those things whatever it might be you're reborn reborn here physically spiritually and you're better for it and that's what i'm doing with my clothes that's amazing um so what are some of the places you visited that you mentioned um that you designed based off of or even if you just took a lot of like personal inspiration from yeah I mean I'm not like this extravagant traveler <laughs> by <laughs> any means um, I have a collection that is all white tones cream tones because I went to Arizona a few years ago and um, just being out there in the desert and seeing the mountains the landscape um, it was really a moment of restoration for me and just being restored mentally because I was going through a lot and this was actually in 2019 so yeah um, it helped me be reborn mentally because I had dealt with a lot of uh, family losses that year and I like I said I had the collection all in like these cream and white colors because it was the state of being reborn you know mentally from those uh, deaths in my family and then after that I recently launched my summer collection this year that was inspired by a Miami trip that I went to. And so that one was just really fun to dive into. I was able to work with sequins and uh, transform them into the shapes of ocean waves on the clothing. Wow. Yeah. And it was just a fun trip. It was my, at the time it was my 25th birthday and I had a lot of friends with me and we just stayed up 24 seven and I can just remember vividly waking up seeing the sunrise hitting the ocean and 
all those moments play into my designs. So that's beautiful. Mm. I, I went to Miami earlier this year. I love Miami. And yeah. <laughs> I, well, we're going to be back in Miami yeah. in like three weeks. Yeah, it'll be here before we know it. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to come join y'all. I, I mean, I can never skip out on a Miami trip. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, our Airbnb was cheap. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, you know, I really appreciate hearing hearing from a perspective of like the traveling component um, we saw a designer last year who her, she made an amazing dress and it was actually based out of um, or the thought came from Arizona as well yeah with the colors and the Grand Canyon and everything else that everything that was those those colors were inspired and I feel like oftentimes we have a lot of the designers and there's no wrong way to design right like I, I want to preface that when I before I say what I'm about to say, but for someone who my memories are traveling, like, or going out and being adventurous, being mm -hmm. free, um, all of those things that which resonate with me, you know, it's like, I don't always connect with a story because I wasn't there when you lost your family. I wasn't there when this happened or that happened, or I don't know what it's like to lose a parent or, you know, any X, Y, or Z moment um, for that, that resonated with that designer that gave them that but I can tell you, I mean, there's so many times that I've had something that, you know, I'm like, I'm traveling and I'm like, I would do something like that. You mm -hmm. know, like this, I should do this, I should do that. And I never have. So I, I can always appreciate those who are traveling, but still working mentally. Right. right. You know, mentally, they're still thinking. So. Absolutely. Yep. Do you have any travel plans coming up? Um, well, this weekend for sure. I'm, you know, I just flew in uh, this morning from Dallas to Kansas, um, and then when I leave here and go back to Texas, I'll be going to San Antonio um, for the Texas Fashion Week happening the first week of October. I'll be showing um, on October 3rd in San Antonio, and then that same group, the Texas Fashion Industry Initiative, they are also on recognizing um, creative talents in the state of Texas and so I'm happy to say that I am one of the three designers nominated for designer of the year for 2023 so I'm very excited and honored about that yeah that's just amazing we, that's such like a small like pool like only three people being nominated is yeah. I don't know I, if that were me, I would just feel like that was insane. <laughs> it, it's a it's a, a good heavy feeling. It's like wow, that's a, a lot of weight to say. Oh, you're nominated for Fashion Designer of the Year. You know they are recognizing me, and I've been doing this for so long. It's like wow, okay, this is happening. You know, people are seeing me, and I'm excited about it because I feel like I just have more to do and more to give, and I'm always wanting to connect with everybody and make everyone feel good about, you know, what we do in our creative world. It's important. Yeah. It's important to me. If you were to convince someone, whoever, whoever decides mm -hmm. designer of the year in one sentence, like how would you convince them that you're the right one for that? Oh, <laughs> put me on the spot. <laughs> We're sending this to them. No, I'm <laughs> Yeah, this is your audition tape. <laughs> the gag is. <laughs> um, so, to convince someone that mm -hmm. I am the designer of the year, um, I would just have to say that anyone that can 
persevered through uh, three jobs and go to college full time and you know work around the clock, multitasking, a collection of business, a brand um, is more than worthy of being fashion designer of the year because it is not for the week. <laughs> you know, you have got to put in the hours. I have not slept in over 24 hours. You know, I was working on my collection for Kansas City Fashion Week. Immediately, you know, got on the plane this morning at six o'clock and landed and was doing a fitting. So it's like, I am here to win it, you know, go the distance. So you're you're recognizing me and nominating me because I am the person that puts forth the effort and I, I don't take this lightly. This is my love, it's my passion, it's my life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm convinced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two votes. Awesome. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, amazing. Congratulations to you. Thank right? you. I mean, we're talking about one of the largest states in the United States. Yeah. The, the largest. <laughs> well, well, not population. Not, not, not Alaska. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the, not the largest mass, continental yeah. state. Yeah. Right. Not landmass. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. And not population, but one of the largest states in, in the United States when it comes to influence, population. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you get recognized in a state like that, and you are recognized, right? The right. fact, like Shaley, to Shaley's point, you're top three. That alone right there is, is you're a winner, right? Yeah. Now, I'll ultimately, at the end of the day, you want to take home the, and, and we hope that you get it for sure, but, you know, it's not New Hampshire, not knocking New Hampshire, right? But like, yeah. you know, you have to be, you have to stand out amongst a crowd in Texas and you've done that. And so, I mean, that's just amazing. And we're glad to have you on our runway here at Kansas yes, City Fashion I'm Week. I'm so excited to be here. Because it takes, you know, we, we talked with someone, we, we've talked with a lot of designers from Boston and New York mm. and, and, you know, all over. And it's amazing to me how Kansas City Fashion Week, most people wouldn't ever think of fashion. Right. And in Texas, to a certain extent, like, yes, okay, pure population, everyone's like, well, that makes sense, right? But, like, it, again, it's still the New Yorks. It's still the LA. LA. Yeah, all yeah. of that. So walk us through that a little bit of, like, the, the dichotomy, so to speak, of being in Texas and having a vibrant... I mean, your colors, some of your mm -hmm. colors and your designs and your textiles are, are just so vibrant, right? Have you received pushback in a state like Texas or has it been a warm welcoming? It has been an enormous warm welcoming. And um, there's actually a client of mine who's a dear friend of mine and he's here um, assisting Kato. His name is Bruce Brown and he has been my number one supporter and I just appreciate him. He, you know, he lives in Texas and... Um, he's always there you know wearing my clothes because he travels so much you know and he's that person that wants to go um a different route and mix hot pink with lime green and mm. what what have you so i i am here for all his wardrobe needs and make it happen um beyond that relationship um all of my other clients are, are pretty much the same way they have some great grand trip they're going on or they just want a special uh, custom garment for an event they have coming up and I'm always there to help them out um, I've been even 
blessed to work with some great uh, photographers and stylists and the DFW area um, little fashion guy in Dallas Texas um, great guy his name is Dexter and he got my first uh, magazine shoot for style cruise in LA so I was like wow this is this is great you know you just never know the opportunities that are going to come about just being truthful for who you are so yeah absolutely so Shaylee can can talk to this a little bit as well and so I'm kind of interested to hear your thoughts on it um, Shaylee travels a lot and so seeing seeing the different fashion um, vary, varieties I'd say you know across even internationally what would you say is a place that you would like to see your clothes that it's currently not mm -hmm. um, and is that a barrier because of the acceptance of, of certain clothes or is that or is there not a barrier there um ideal location mm -hmm. just because it's probably my favorite place in the world i've never been outside of the country but that's about to, about to change okay <laughs> i just got my passport awesome um but i love greece i've always been infatuated with the greek culture and their food in general so i would love to go to mykonos or um, spain go to barcelona just any type of hot climate i feel like that is where my brand needs to live mm -hmm. you know and because i do a lot of tropical things uh, a lot of free flowing gowns and um just cool summer wear it's my favorite season so i think those hot climates could definitely benefit for wearing 511 yeah okay, well uh, i'll let you know next time i have a beach getaway oh absolutely <laughs> actually we have several beach getaways well, yeah. coming okay. up on the adventures cruise so. we ship nationally internationally <laughs> <laughs> So weren't you earlier this summer? Weren't you in? Where were you? In um, I so I went to Switzerland, okay. and I went to um, Florence, Italy. Okay. And stayed in uh, Capri for yeah. for two nights also. So how was that? It was so amazing. Um, my favorite. Okay, of the three locations, because it was like within ten days of each other. Mm -hmm. Switzerland would be where I want to live and Capri would be where I want to vacation. Okay. Because Capri is like a pretty small island. The population is only like 2,000 people. Oh, wow. Right. Like, and um, we befriended a tour guide. So uh, we got like drinks with him later and he mm -hmm. was able to really like tell us a lot about the island and it was, it was really neat. Um, we were also on the island at the same time as Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh-oh. We did not run into him, unfortunately. <laughs> but... Um, I, I loved Capri and then Switzerland like it just it's so peaceful I was mm. like this is my dream retirement place like Loved it's just it. so beautiful and green the culture is so welcoming and kind and I was really not like anticipating that because in some European countries they find out you're American and automatically just kind of don't like you which mm. is like whatever you know they all have a right to their own opinions because you know some some people aren't great but you know other people are <laughs> so like the people in switzerland were very kind they were like wow like why would you want to come here that yeah. you know it's like because this place is beautiful what do you mean so yeah i don't know we made a lot of acquaintances in switzerland okay yeah i i love the people there that's great i mean that's good to know <laughs> yeah, love that well and the reason why i asked is because you know oftentimes you know 
there is this idea that there are boundaries within fashion, right? Mm -hmm. Like the Midwest or, or what that looks like and, or the East Coast or the West Coast. And, you know, that's something that we've honestly tried through our fashion or through our podcast is like tried breaking down those barriers, mm -hmm. those ideas that there's barriers. Because I don't really believe that there's barriers, so to speak. I, I believe that to a certain extent, it's just ideas and thought processes. Right. Um, but I think your brand has the ability to, especially with you telling your message, resonate with a lot of people just because of the way it, like you said, be free, be adventurous, like be reborn, like all of those things that no one has an issue with that, right? right like, right. no, don't be free, you know what I mean? Like, no one, you know what I mean? Like, again, so it's just like to a certain extent, like your brand is for the people. And right. I think that it resonates because, I mean, you just walked up, you know, like we got done filming an episode right before this and, and you walked up and you're like, hi, you know, like nice to meet yeah. you, you know, and like, some people were like having to walk out and like go get the designer like i see you <laughs> sitting over there you know like, come on let's go you know like yeah. so it, it your brand is definitely you absolutely it, it, yeah. just to go full circle with everything it's great so i i love it and i think like some designers i feel like they kind of tend to lose themselves and mm. got, get caught up in like trends or like oh well people don't really like this anymore so I'm not going to design that. I'm going to design this because this is what people are liking. And they tend to lose their own voice in yes. that. And then you start, then it's like, what are you even doing this for? What are you designing for? If it's right. not what you personally believe in mm -hmm. and it's not something that you would wear and rock any day. Right, right. It, like it really, your brand does have to be true to yourself in order for it to be honest and organic authentic yeah, yeah exactly i just feel and believe that if you are for me personally i'll just i'll say it from that perspective like me personally i i keep up with trends yes but i don't go to them immediately to see oh what's happening what's cool because at the end of the day i'm the trend forecaster i'm the one putting out what i would like for you to wear next season you know and oftentimes I will be sketching throughout the year and not even plugged into what's going on in the fashion world and I'll see what I've designed something similar out there already whether that be the, the text that I'll use or the shape of the garment um, even the inspiration sometimes so and it's not just me experiencing that I, I know several designers that have gone through the same things like oh I made this black and white t-shirt and now I'm seeing so-and-so making black and white t-shirts with a little squiggly line across it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of, I think consumers of fashion don't really see the bigger picture of how trends actually work. Mm -hmm. And people forget that every trend is started on the runway. Like the yeah. runway is where we see the the people taking the first step they're right. like you know people mo your average person is not putting on you know crazy things that they've never seen before they usually mm -hmm. get that inspiration somewhere and it gets passed down the line of first it's on the runway and then you know a major clothing distributor does you know maybe they'll pick the same colors or or the same patterns or even you know down to the specific styles and right. trying to get really close um, but, but it starts here. Like it starts at fashion week. It is the designers that you don't always see that are 
the brains behind what you're wearing right that now. That is so true. You know, it just happens to be the the nest egg, the hub where fashion sort of takes off, and then those local designers are posting their work and their designs on social media and that is an even broader audience and next thing you know you see the major chains picking those designs up and it's like okay are we really here to help build a community or are we just wanting to absorb what's already out there and just recreate it you know so i often say just stay true to yourself especially to about the young designers um it's like do what you believe you know whatever you feel it that you're great at run with it and make it better because everyone's already kind of taken from taken away from each other and they're wanting to just copy and paste and it's so easy now in the world that we live in you know you can hell you can get a pattern off of etsy and (laughs) you know print it Mm -hmm. off easily you know so it's just like find your dna make it different and just go to town yeah yeah Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think I think at the end of the day, your episode is really going to resonate with people. Mm. I, I really do. I think you, the way you carry yourself and your brand is, is impeccable. And it's being recognized. It's being recognized in Texas. It's being recognized here. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm really excited to see the future growth. You know, I mean, like you said, you've been doing this for some time now but 2019 it's re- since 2019 it's really taken off so right i mean i i can't wait to see where it is in 2029 <laughs> you know give it a decade right yeah. you know um and yeah i, I this is just amazing I'm, I'm glad we had the opportunity to sit down with you same so. i'm so glad i met you both this has yeah. been very special to me and i wasn't you know expecting to have this resonated conversation about 511 so it's like it's hitting hard now because i feel the 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 weight of all these experiences coming together i mean it's just it's been one thing after the next every month this year has been something and i i feel and i see the growth um and that's how kansas city fashion week found me you know they saw my instagram and we got connected and the rest is history and now i'm here we've been talking about this since i don't know april may and to meet you guys and just to have this, you know, amazing conversation with you all. I'm just very grateful. And I want to say thank you to you both and to Kansas City Fashion Week. This is a very special moment for me. Yeah, of course. And we're honored to have you on. We're so excited for, for Designer of the Year and wish you the best of luck with that. Thank you. And I'm so glad I got to learn more about your brand. And I, I, I find moments like these with the designers really special because otherwise, you know, you see the collection, but you don't get to really understand how, like the story or, or the, the message it sometimes, you know, it gets, it gets lost in the music and the fun, the bright lights, but yeah, I really, I really admire you as a designer and I'm really excited to see your collection. I appreciate that so much. Thanks guys. Absolutely. So before we wrap up today's episode, where can we send our followers and our audience so that way they could support you? Okay, so you want to go to 511 Collection, and that is spelled out. I know. There are no numbers. <laughs> <laughs> that name is already taken. Oh. <laughs> but it's okay. 
um, you can still find me at 511collection.com and my webpage has my Facebook and Instagram um, profiles linked. So um, I'm also on TikTok. So trying to get that video content out there. <laughs> Go follow that. Yeah. Well, thank goodness you weren't born in like, you know, July or anything, because then it'd have to be 7-Eleven, you know, and then. <laughs> Can't and, compete with that. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then people are like, you're like the gas station. Yeah, <laughs> there are no free Slurpees over here. Right. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again, Bridrick, for being with us. Yes. Shaylee, thank you again for being on another episode with, with me. Uh, as we rotate through the, the co-host here, it's always, uh, it's always a good time to have you on the couch with us. So. Of course. Shaylee, where can they find you at? You guys can find me on Instagram at Shaylee Harper. That's S-H-A-L-E-Y-H-A-R-P-E-R. And then as always, you can find me uh, on Instagram at Reverend underscore Sants. Uh, and then make sure that you follow the Fashion Hive podcast if you found us on Spotify or YouTube. Uh, follow it on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, and then uh, plug into 511, buy a couple of his uh, garments and, and uh, check out. And let's hopefully by October, yeah. we have a, we can say that we sat across <laughs> from the winner. Uh, yes. So uh, again, thank you again for your time and get some sleep. It yeah. sounds like you've been up for quite some time. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hotel call is calling me right now. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, thank you guys. again. Yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm.